How would you view the world, your daily life, and even what you eat if you knew that plants were not only alive, but also had feelings? What if scientific studies could prove that plants communicate and perhaps even read minds? There's so much more to our universe and even our physical bodies that we still have yet to understand. And that's what our show is for. In fact, the foods we eat also play a crucial element to our overall development and physical and mental well-being, which then affects the world around us. Well, this Friday Night Live will explore these topics more deeply, as well as the miracles of water. Also, be sure not to miss the weekly Mandela Effect, or Mandela Effect as Rob calls them, the live Q&A that we have, and of course, the top 10 weirder news of the week. This week's list features Hulk Hogan becoming a real hero, a man getting stuck in the bathroom on a plane, a man dresses up as his girlfriend to take an exam, and a spooky ghost encounter. You won't want to miss it, and we'll see you out on the edge. And if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach even more people. Also, remember to like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff uh, wherever you're watching us. So, how are you doing, Rob? I'm pretty good, Ben. It's been a crazy week. How are you feeling? Yeah, pretty good overall. Yeah, it has been a crazy week. It's more and more celebrities are building more and more bunkers, so. It's, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> really, I really wonder why. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. It really is. And speaking of weirdness, we thought we would kind of start off the show. So this, I don't even know what to think about this. Supposedly a witch doctor used bees oh, oh, yes, as somehow handcuffs. to, yeah, to organize bees in a way where they act as handcuffs. And this is in Uganda. So, and this, they, they, they got this, they're arresting this thief. Now it doesn't show prior to uh, what happened or, or how the so-called witch doctor did this, but this is the thief right here walking. Is the woman, the witch doctor? Oh, you might be right. That's oh, what I assume. That it is. Yeah. So close to the bees. So yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, she's she's the witch doctor for sure. There, these are a bunch of bees that have just completely smothered this dude's hand. (laughs) I I really would love to know the more of the backstory. Unfortunately, we don't really have it. But yeah, the story is that the expression on that man's face says it all. Really, yeah, he's like, I got. He's like, somebody get rid of these bees so I can knock this woman out. (laughs) I can tell you what the caption says. Yeah, what does the caption say? This is from Digital News Uganda from the Koboko district. In a jaw-dropping incident that left onlookers in disbelief, a motorcycle thief was reportedly apprehended by a swarm of bees in Koboko district. Witnesses claim that the bees, believed to have been summoned by a female traditional healer in the region, not only managed to detain the thief but also escorted him to the central police station. Um, He tried to make a getaway after stealing a motorcycle. The bees seemingly appeared out of nowhere, surrounding the thief and immobilizing him. They're Mm. usually, they're unusually large and aggressive. 
and they proceeded to form what onlookers could only describe as makeshift handcuffs around the suspect. Dude, you know, she spontaneously generated those bees. Well, somebody in the chat, um, Basilisk, he said, you know, it's pro it's it, it, probably they they got the queen's pheromones and maybe they like, you know, sprayed it around him or something like that, or maybe on his hands. And I mean, that's that's one ex one possibility. Yeah, but you'd have to like dip his hands in her pheromones. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I'm not really sure how that would work, but either way, it is weird. To say the least. Well, and how did she get his hands together? Did the bees do that? Like, what uh, maybe the bees? I mean, that's the problem. You don't really, we don't really, we only have video right here. So we don't really have it like prior to that leading up to this. But this is awesome. I'm sorry. This is awesome. This is really cool, though. Bees are just like totally still. You know, I, I heard a thing that if a bee land on, if a bee lands on you, it just thinks you're a flower. <laughs> oh, that's that's sweet, Ben. <laughs> All those times I've gotten stung last well, season. Yeah, but it's different if they land on you. If they land on you, they're, they're not really planning to sting you. If they sting you, they won't land on you. They'll just sting you. Oh, that, they'll land on you. <laughs> A lot of them will land on you. Those yellow jackets are something else. Well, yeah, those are different. I'm just talking about the regular bumblebees, which because I mean, once those sting you, they, they die. The bumble or the uh, the yellow jackets can sting you multiple times. That's right. true. I've, I've, I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, if you like all this weird news stuff, stay tuned later when we do the top 10 weird news of the week, which we always hear is one of our, or pretty much everyone's fan, like the fan favorite part of the show is when we do the weirder news of the week. So we have some fun stuff tonight. Really weird stuff too. So, and we'll get yeah, into. Yeah. Spe speaking of weird, we've got a metaphysical minute now. Let me mm -hmm. uh, get into that. Okay, here we go. UFO that buzzed Joe Biden's flight in baffling footage is getting wiped from Google. Daily Star. That's weird. So an unexplained white spherical object appeared to buzz the U.S. Air Force tanker aircraft assigned to the flight protecting U.S. President Joe Biden's official jet. And we're trying to load this video here. It doesn't seem like we're having much luck, are we? Did it already get wiped to their to their <laughs> point? There, well, I think there's a I think there's a screenshot in the article, Lindsay. You don't necessarily have to play a video. I mean, it, yeah, it's just is, a little this blurb, is pretty strange. Anyway. Um, so extraordinary footage captured by two aircraft enthusiasts shows a UFO buzzing U.S. President Joe Biden's flight as it comes to land in Los Angeles. But claims UFO expert Chris Leto reports of the incident are being scrubbed off the Internet. There it is. See that UFO? So is that a threat or a promise? That's interesting. Or is or is Joe Biden an alien himself and he's just being watched by some of his family? <laughs> yeah. Or could it be like some kind of foreign other foreign government thing too? The world may never know. So Peter from Plane Spotting Blog LA Flights told the Daily Star, we personally have never captured anything like it. We capture an odd looking object from time to time which we later conclude was a balloon, a helicopter far away, et cetera. 
But this, hmm, this time around, it hasn't been that easy to explain, they said. The response from that video has been mixed from being a balloon to being to all the way to being otherworldly, basically. Yeah, that's crazy. That is. Oh, yeah, there's the video. Oh, yeah. That's, hmm. This looks where like it, it happened in December, but the claim is that the footage is disappearing. So where I didn't see it show up. Uh, it was at the very beginning. It just oh. it looked like it almost came out of the out of the airplane itself. Oh, right oh wow! It shot past it. Yeah, it shot. I past see. It. Wow. So it might have been hovering around it for a little while, and then it just kind of like. Yeah, out. well, it, it, you can see it actually if you look close. It goes from the front yeah. to the back, like it shoots past it. Also, yeah, so that was our Metaphysical Minute, you guys. So this coming Thursday, we'll be having a live Metaphysical Q&A at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yep, my co-host John Vivanco and I have been getting a lot of uh, questions, so we thought we'd answer some of the ones you guys have all submitted already, plus some of the ones that you know have been coming in during the live show. Also, for all of you out there, um, we've got a new shop. It's called shopmetaphysical.com, where we've got a bunch of designs that have been done by yours truly uh for t-shirts that you'd all love to wear we've got a mothman t-shirts we've got bigfoot t-shirts we've got loch ness monster and skinwalkers all pretty fun stuff and they're really cool designs so i hope you guys enjoy them and uh, and you want to pick one up awesome yeah, but it wouldn't be Friday Night Live without a Bandela effect. <laughs> what you got for me, Ben? Yeah. So question for everybody. How many people were in the village people? Four? <laughs> How many members? Four. So most people think four because of YMCA, yes. you know? So I was like, okay, you know, but I, I do kind of remember five. I feel like four or five, but not six. <laughs> no, not six. There's been, officially there's been six. There there always has been. Oh, no, this looks six, right to me. Six the, members. The cop, the construction guy, the the Indian. Because you know, every people used to dress up like the village people at parties when we yeah. were young. But it, it's specifically it's the dude on the right who's the like. The the knee, the soldier, the army dude. I don't remember this guy. I don't really remember him either, but I don't remember the village people in general because they were a little <laughs> bit too much for me. That is true. I mean, I never really listened to them, but it's like even in the photos, he just seems out of place. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like he wasn't there and then he's all of a sudden there. But um his knee, uh, he's been uh He's been one of the founding members. Alex um, Briley is his name. And yeah, he he's he was there from the beginning. Um, and they, they have had like kind of a rotating, you know, some of the people have rotated throughout the years and someone would leave and they'd have somebody else come in. But but I, I was looking on a lot of forms and a lot of people. Most people said five. Some people said four and then other people were pointing it out like I did. Well, maybe it's because YMCA, there's only four letters and that could be why. But I think so. Um, but yeah. And then like, so Wayne's World, they had um, 
they they had a whole in Wayne's World too. They did have a sequence where they were all dressed up, and then they go in this club, and and like YMCA starts playing, and then they start singing to it and dancing to it and everything. And there's four of them, so you know that that, but that didn't help. That didn't help. But still, I I it's been really really weird to see that there are six members and like it's like because there was a lot of things i was reading about okay who could remember all of the um you know costumes and whatnot and the one that people said the least was was the the gi army guy and but he makes sense because of vietnam i guess vietnam at the time but yeah the, the other one, I mean, sometimes it was a sailor as well. So they, they, they weren't always the same costumes throughout the whole time of their existence. They had, depending if someone new came in, they kind of changed the costume for that person. But yeah, because like there was Randy, Glenn, Felipe, Victor, David, Alex. Those were the... I feel like those names are really appropriate for the characters that they were playing. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I feel like one of them definitely was a Felipe probably and there were seven members in the very 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 beginning for the first year and oh, and that was kind of before they really been hitting off. us with some ymca history facts. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know much about it honestly i had to kind of look look into it a little bit because i'm like yeah i mean I, I forgot they sing that macho something not macho man song macho macho yeah, man and in the navy that was the other song that they sang too that was the only three songs that I, I remember. I used to change that to Nacho Man when I was young because I like I Nacho. I did. Yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah. And like Macho Man, Randy Savage came out. So, but um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, people in the chat are also like, I don't remember a military guy. I'm like, yeah, I, I just don't remember that. I don't remember him either, but I would yeah. definitely not remember the YMCA. <laughs> I would not remember them. What do you mean you wouldn't remember? I would look. I never was interested in them. Like I oh, would. Oh yeah. I felt like it was torture listening to those songs when they would come on on dances and everyone would do them and I'd be like. I know. know. Actually, I remember that in like in school, like that song would come on and they would like have us all like dance do it. Or something. Yeah. For the Macarena, it was a long time ago. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that song is so bad. Like I can't. Uh, how did that uh, even become famous like macarena yeah it's uh, not dude, even that it's, it's just it's all like gimmicky marketing you know you just you just have this dance and you just have people promote it and do the dance at clubs and schools or whatever oh, oh i get what happened i just i mean it was such a short fad though you know there was, was a few songs like that. It was a solid like two years that that haunted everyone. And then people would constantly play it all the time. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was so bad. So bad. All right. Well, why don't we we're going to show yeah, our new trailer. new trailer. Yeah. For our celebrity UFO encounters, um, which is now streaming on our platform, rise.tv. And then, of course, we get back, we're going to start talking about the secret life of plants. All right. That you did. Is it a rolling stone in the sky? Is it a hunk of hunk of burning metal? It's definitely not a blackbird singing in the dead of night. 
It's a UFO. And chances are, your favorite rock star has seen it. A rock artist just crazy? Or is there a reason why so many have claimed to see UFOs? From your standard believers to abductees. From lifelong stargazers to superstars turned investigators. UFO encounters seem to follow around these celebrities. Is your favorite rock star on the list? Find out as Edge of Wonder presents UFO Close Encounters Celebrity Edition Episode 1 Rockstar Mind Control Yo, that episode hits. So if you haven't seen it, you should definitely come check that out on Rise TV. The amount of stuff we found about these stories that these celebrities have of stuff that they saw is not anything you guys have ever seen before. You should you should totally come check it out. <laughs> it was really good. Very cool. Yeah. It, actually, you know what's weird is that the story. So one of the stories we use is Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And for some reason that that just like I just saw an article about it just the other day. It, it was like they're promoting it again and he was talking about it. So it's kind of cool that that just is making its rounds again. So he's got a really some of these celebrities have really, really intense stories that they. Yeah. At first, really intense. They, yeah. They mean, first didn't want to say. And then it was like, oh, yeah, you know, even to the point where it's like I saw this physically in my room. So, yeah. And I never heard the whole story of um, what's his name? The the guitarist. Uh, um, why? Why is that? Why is his name escaping me right now? And no, for for you mean for the guy Van from the 60s guitarist, black guy. Wait, who? What? Jimmy Hendrix? Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah. Why, that, why that name was not allowing. I have no idea why that. I couldn't think of his name for a second. But his whole story is one of the wildest things I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. it's so crazy. I had never known that about him. Some of that stuff. Very true. Okay, moving on to the secret life of plants. Well, so recently, uh, what came out from these Japanese scientists where they actually caught on video plants communicating with each other for the first time ever. Um, They're holding hands, dude. Look at that. <laughs> Evidence. Whoa, I, I didn't even realize that. I was like, why are they showing this? interesting photo and i was like okay that's why i don't know if that's that's real or someone did that or what but um yeah so what they did uh how they got this and they've they were doing these studies from the 80s but this was just published um and this video just kind of recently released so what they did was they actually genetically modified a plant it was a type of um mustard it's like a weed from the mustard seed group so it's really short but what they did they genetically modified it to add this um some kind of calcium component to it that that made it um glow uh, 
yeah like how, how you're how, how you're it's like a like bioluminescence yes yes that's that's the word i'm trying to say i couldn't remember Jimi hendrix but i could remember <laughs> bioluminescence for some reason. <laughs> yeah so what they found through chemical signals or they actually call it light messaging electrical impulses and networked roots create a complex language that is crucial for plant survival and interaction and they were using a very special camera to capture this. So the study, what calcium ions, that, that, that's, what, that's what they were using. So the study, they basically had caterpillars and a bunch of dead leaves. And I guess they were like shooting them with air pumps around the area or something like that or around the plants. And so when this was happening, this plant then reacted this way to alert the other plants hey there's danger in the area um you know just what, letting what you know they do about <laughs> so, it they can't move so what they do is that that says they bolster their own chemical defenses and in in anticipation in anticipation of a similar attack so they might send more nutrients, you know, like either through the leaves or the other way around, or um, like for example, there's actually a, a tea, a specific kind of tea called Oriental Beauty, and they have these bugs that they deliberately put on the tea on the on the tea plants, and all they do is they eat kind of the the roots of the, of the plants, and so because of it, the tree sends more of its nutrition up through the leaves, which is why that tea is a lot more flavorful than a lot of other teas Wow! because it specifically does that. So the plant knows like, oh, okay, you know, I'm being eaten. Basically, I want to protect all my nutrients so that it sends it up through the trees. So it could do a very similar thing, but in the opposite form, instead of sending it to the leaves, it may take its nutrients and put it back into its roots to save, to save its nutrition or, um, energy or whatever you want to say. You know, what would have made this show more interesting if we had a vegan on with us who is listening to us so we could see their live reaction <laughs> to animals being alive. You're eating something that's also alive. It's a very complicated. Well, I mean, just look at the last couple of minutes, even, you know, you and I've done episodes on plants before, but we're talking about very complicated organisms that do they live, they have their own way of life. You know, mm -hmm. who are we to say what has life and what doesn't as human beings? Like there's so much we don't know, you know, and here we That's are trying true. to avoid eating plants because they're not animals, but they are alive. You know what I mean? Like they're alive. It's so it proves it. It proves it. Yeah. So, yeah, it does. And actually, it's really interesting because the, the terminology that this one article used was wood wide web <laughs> instead of the world wide web, That's wood so wide web. So what they're saying is that beneath the soil, plants engage in a complex form of communication through their roots and associated fungal networks often termed the wood wide web. So this net network is primarily formed by certain kind of 
um, fungus, actually, like a like a mushroom kind of thing. Well, they which, say that the mice mycelium is what helps all the plants communicate, but I think it's more mm-hmm. than that. Because I look, think it is too. Who was the guy that was doing all of those tests back in the day in the USSR or whatever? He was doing all of these uh, tests on plants. He started hooking up lie detectors to the plants and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, we're going to talk about brain waves, right? Right. So, so, um, Cleve Baxter, he, he, he's, he's a, a U.S. he worked for the, uh, Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he actually literally developed the, um, the lie detector. It wasn't that he just, he just used it. Right. That's right. He actually invented it. Yeah. So, um, wow. Magnificent ears on this guy. He could really hear (laughs) kind of looks like, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. He, yeah. Well, Frankenstein's monster. No, but it's weird, right? Think about it. Like if he hooked the yeah. lie detector up to him, he'd actually, and he laid down, he'd kind of look like Frankenstein. Yeah. And actually, we're, well, we're going to get, we're going to show some of these videos. In fact, we could right now about show some of these. So, um, yeah, we might as well. So he, t- he took these experiments a whole step further. So yeah, these Japanese researchers are basically saying that there's a whole network and through different kinds of like fungus, through um, nutrients, water, all these things, it could send signals to each other. And then there's like a massive network underneath underground where all these plants can then communicate with each other. And that's I'm sure that's happening. But Cleve took this whole different. Otherworldly. All the, literally otherworldly. Yeah. And I mean, he, he describes in these videos how it literally fundamentally changed his perception on life as we know it and how like it, it just he just started thinking about everything totally different. So, Lindsay, you can play a little bit of this. Um, we can actually play like a minute or so of this. Let's see. It occurred to me just about 14 minutes along what would be the real optimum threat to the well-being of a plant. In fact, the imagery of fire entered my mind, and I not only thought, but I fully intended to burn the very leaf that was being tested with a match. Now, I had no matches in the room at the time, and uh, I don't smoke, and I had to go next door to my secretary's area to, to, to get a match. But the interesting thing is that right at the split second that that imagery of fire entered my mind, the tracing reflecting the changes in the plant just went right off the top of the page. And the only thing that occurred at that time, no lighting of a match, nothing else, merely the imagery of fire. And I must say that as of 14 minutes along in that initial observation on the morning of February 2nd, 1966, my life just hasn't been the same. I can imagine. Of course. Well, no, play, play this, yeah. This is fascinating. Responding to the initial experience, when a plant apparently read his mind, Baxter works nights on his own in his small laboratory. His goal is to perfect an experiment that will satisfy the rigid criteria of the scientific establishment. All right, you can you can kind of like fast forward this a little bit. Um, so basically what's happening here He's kind of setting up the scene and they're talking about how he really wants to have very specific data for the scientific community. And so he takes shrimp and he puts them in a, in like a dish with water and there's boiling water below and he sets it on a random timer. So he doesn't know 
when the shrimp is, is going to fall into the boiling water and he has a camera set up multiple cameras to record everything. And he leaves. He's like, I have to leave because I didn't, he didn't want his own mind affecting the plant's reaction in any way. So it shows him hooking up the lie detector, um, to, uh, to a plant and then he leaves. And so that's where he is now. So you can play this or just, I mean, yeah, turn up the volume now. Yeah. And so it's showing the shrimp in the cup. And like I said, there's multiple, and there's the plant has multiple cameras here. So, um, he doesn't know. And then there it goes. And so that's the boiling water that the, sh and they're Mike, they're kind of microscopic. They're, they're not like, you know, normal size shrimp or anything. And right when they fall, the plant reacts. Wow. What is the plant thinking? Is it upset? So he explains that the plant was like crying out, like almost like, uh, like an, um, like if you're, when you're watching somebody get hurt, you know, and, and you're, and you and you it's like, yeah. you're really worried about them. Like, that's how that he's like that. That's equivalent of what those lines mean. And he, he describes that later on once he gets back to the office and talks about it and everything else. So pretty it's just wow. super weird because you know you don't think about these kinds of um experiments and there's there's some other things too that this one this next video we can we can show this too um the two distinct environments for her test plants this is cool water levels were kept the same in both so what she's do going to do is play two different Temperature and lighting were identical. Two different songs? Only one element was different. Semi-classical music was played into one. Hard rock into the other. In the chamber with soft music, the plants leaned toward the speaker, seeming to draw strength from the melodious sound. chamber with rock music the plants shrank away oh that's crazy time-lapse photography represents the reactions of the plants over several days the results are unmistakable not even that bad that type of music test no, conditions it's not really. could only mean that it was the quality of the music not the volume that determined the reaction of the plants i just realized something crazy what's that if you played the Golden Girls for those plants, they'd develop like cardigans and hair curlers and stuff. <laughs> Probably, actually. <laughs> now, now, um, what is it? Mythbusters heard about this experiment and they try to recreate it. And actually, and they've played like some heavy, super fast, heavy metal music or something, you know, or like Slayer or something like that. And what they actually found was the plant grew faster in their experiment. <laughs> <laughs> with the heavy metal. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to run away then. Probably. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense Maybe though. That's it. I would yeah, I, know. I would have to see what they did 
I'd have to see it. Yeah, I I, it was a while ago, and I can't really remember all the details about it. And I don't remember. Like, think about those like Wagyu cows in Japan. They like play classical music and Mozart. Like, there's tests that they've done in Penn Station where if they play classical music, like it keeps the entire area much cleaner. Mm-hmm. So they play classical music in Penn Station. Like homeless people don't want to cl- gather oh, there. Yeah, that's true. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And actually there was a seven 11. I think we even had that on the show at one point mm. they're playing, um, something on repeat. I can't remember what song. It was. <laughs> yeah. You remember? I can't remember. It was, was uh, really funny. Like it was it driving was like people crazy. Mozart or something that there, it was some classical thing. I don't think it was opera, but it was something like that. And they just had it on repeat and, and it, the homeless people just stayed away, completely stayed away. No, this one was like they kept playing some pop, like catchy 60s pop music over and over again or something like uh, that. I'm going to say the Macarena. They should just play that. It was, yeah, it was something like that. Though. <laughs> that would work. Yeah. <laughs> what if you played it for plants? They would kind of form, do the dance of the Macarena. If you like record it fast, you know, or like, you know, on a, on a, uh, what I want is time lapse. Maybe you would see that. Anyway, there's a there's one last video here <laughs> where uh, this is kind. Of, I mean, it, it's there's there's not much speaking in this, and I think it's in a different language. Some of the texts that that are there, but um, th- these people are part of an experiment where they got random messages to do certain things to plants. And they had no idea ahead of time what they were going to do. And then all of it was being recorded through a, um, through a, uh, what, lie detector or, and, and so, although this was more of the digital aspect. So yeah. And, and, um, again, Dr. Baxter, he, he's the one that, um, led the experiment. So he was testing this with different people and just giving them, you know, and, and they're like cutting up vegetables in front of other plants and see notice like as he's cutting up that plant it's going crazy and you know again it's like worried about it and um the other one was like you know cutting leaves off of it doing certain things and all of it um the plant was reacting to everything that they were doing so man this the outfits in these videos are just so classic like this is the stuff i used to go into thrift stores for and buy it and wear it in high school <laughs> i think and we're yeah. gonna need some photos of that rob yeah lucky for me there are none yeah me too same way i don't know what year this oh, was i mean he's um cleave is actually he's a little older here but i don't know Ugh. how old he was for this this is murder literally okay so nothing when that guy walks in when the guy okay nothing when this guy comes in oh yeah because they're looking at who destroyed yeah, the plant right exactly. so so far nothing's happening this dude walks in there's no sound by the way is there there's no there's they're not t- oh, that's him that's him and, there's and the culprit yep god destroyed the plant Conclusion. that plant knows you're a, you're a Serial killer now. <laughs> Plant killer. That is so, wild. I don't yeah, think we've ever wild. walked through those videos together on here. What'd you say? 
I don't think we've ever watched through those particular videos. Yeah, I don't think we have. I mean, we showed one of them. And and so we have a whole episode on the power of the mind um, that we do show. I think uh, one of them maybe we showed, but I don't think we showed any, any, any of what we saw from that. And in that, in that series, the power of the mind, we really go through like how our mind is so incredibly powerful more powerful than the fastest supercomputer in japan oh yeah there's and, stuff going on in other dimensions we don't even know about yeah and we're going to get into this um also here in the next segment and foods how foods affect us why you know i started thinking about why don't they like want like trying to get rid of gas stoves and saying like all these like like butter is not good for you coconut oil is not good for you and yet no one's saying like oh don't eat you know processed foods are actually way yeah. worse or for don't you, cook right? in teflon if you want to keep your hormones balanced yeah like all of it right and so why and i started thinking about this so we're going to talk about this and of course like all the farms got burned down too you know in 2022 so um and some brain facts, some food for thought. So we'll get into all this, but so you guys, we're going to leave, um, we're on, uh, Facebook rumble and Ganjing world, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, we're going to leave YouTube and head over to rise.tv and starting next week, you guys, we won't be putting our live show on YouTube because surprisingly the algorithm gives us more support on the other platforms so if you want to continue watching our live show, come over to Rumble. And if you want to see the full, complete live show that we have, including the top 10 weirder news of the week and our live Q&A, come over to Rise.tv to join our platform to watch the whole thing. Yeah, um, and keep an eye on uh, our Rise channel here on YouTube because we're going to be uploading uh, content on here that's going to hopefully help the channel grow a little bit more, which will help everyone honestly so yes it will definitely keep an eye out for that yes so um yeah for just 12.99 a month you can come over on rise.tv and support our work or try a two-week trial of rise tv for just 99 cents if you go to rise.tv slash trial um and of course we always do a live Q&A at the end of every live show where you get to ask us your questions in our live chat that we have. And um, yeah, and keep bringing you the truth that the sensors don't want you to hear. So we'll get into some other cool things over on Rise TV too that we can't talk about on YouTube. So... <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, okay, we're going to jump off here, show a trailer right now, and then we'll see you over on uh, Rumble and Rise TV. See ya. What came first, the chicken or the egg? How does the body know how to ride a bicycle or do the Macarena without thinking about it? What is the soul? If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it still make a sound? And is there such a thing as mind over matter? People have been pondering deep questions for millennia, but it all goes back to one. What is consciousness, the body, mind, matter, or the soul? They say, I think, therefore I am. But what's the true power of our minds? How do our brains, minds, and spirits bring us things like works of art, inventions, music, and enlightenment. 
This may be the very deepest topic that exists in the cosmos. So let's dive deep into it. From the pineal gland to the brain, to the highest heights of heaven, to supernormal abilities. How does it all come together? You may have thought about it before, but you've never heard about the truth like this. Join Edge of Wonder for the power of the mind, part one. Fantastic superpowers and the brain. All right, you guys. Well, welcome. Um, for those of you that are on Rise TV, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's see. What do we got? Oh, so we're kind of talking a little bit about like, uh, so these plants, right? So this, this is kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, the scientific community is like, this is impossible. Plants can't read minds, right? But, you know, it's like there's so many things that we don't, we don't know about and science unfortunately is just very limited to what it what it really promotes and teaches well, it's not and, just and limited it's extremely rigid especially yeah, when rigid it comes to order. new ideas mm -hmm. um it's almost like you know it's gone to this other extreme that keeps human beings from advancing it advances in certain ways and then it keeps them from advancing in so many others you know mm -hmm. it's true yeah. And, and, you know, like, actually, I'm just kind of, so like everything has a frequency and, and they, they, they know this, you know, whether it's like a human body, um, even, you know, like even our phones, like whatever it is, like there's certain frequencies that give off and, and for, for things that are living, we all have these frequencies in our body. And, so what they, so like when you're talking about the memory of water, the miracle of water, you know, and that Dr. Emoto, he, he's done some amazing work and how the power of our minds really dictate so much, you know, yeah. whether it's positive thinking or negative thinking, it can affect everything around us. It can affect our bodies. And they were using these examples, you know, I think a lot of people know about them now about, you know, different water molecules and putting words and in front of them, like really negative words made it really look dark and weird and positive words, um, like love, peace, things like that gave these like beautiful displays. Yes. And it's like, you know, and in the book, he really talks about how this is like our bodies are made of water. So this is really important and even more so for the human body. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, words and all these things can really affect us. So, what they found is that, you know, and this is what a lot of uh, doctors are studying now is that just by playing a certain frequency, like a really healthy frequency of like a person's DNA to a person who is ill. So let's say like somebody is ill and they, they use like a super healthy person to get the frequency, right. Kind of like point that in the direction of the person that who's ill they found that it actually can heal, heal the, it's like the frequencies line up and, and it changes the component of the body, which is probably what we're hearing through the music. And in Chinese medicine or ch and not Chinese, medicine, Chinese, culture. Chinese culture, music literally means healing medicine. That, that is what the characters for music represents. So the, 
Chinese culture um, definitely knew about these things. And, you know, and that's why certain frequencies, can, you know, like the, the Tibetan singing bowls, for example, the reason why they're so important is because they align certain frequencies with the body and different parts of the body. And that's what they were using this, the singing bowls for. And it could resonate that frequency with the body and help in, in some aspects, rectify certain ailments within the body. So, um, in, in Buddhism, it's kind of like everything's made up of water. So if you were to kind of, it's, yeah, it's, even it's, down to like the, the fundamentals of the universe, even like, you know, the creation. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause like, you know, we're told our bodies are 70% water, but, but it, according to a lot of like Buddhist belief, uh, it's like everything is made of water, even a rock, right? You wouldn't necessarily think that, but it's like down to, it's like, if you kept looking microscopically past, like, you know, all the atoms and neutrons and um, quarks and everything else to the most microscopic matter that we can't see its essence would be water. Yeah. And there are these stories of like old stories of Buddhist monks squeezing water out of rocks. You remember that? Yeah, like, there is. Yeah. There is. There's stories of like monks being thirsty and they could just like essentially with super normal abilities, I guess you could say, like like break a rock into so, so, so like the molecular con components of the rock breaks down so yeah. that it just turns into water. So it's weird. Super weird. But then again, it's like, can plants read minds, you know, like you wouldn't suspect that plants can read minds, but it's like, how is that possible without a brain or, you know, but it's like, this is where I think science is like, you, you use the word rigid. It's like, well, it, it has to be, sorry, it has to be this way. And it's like, well, that's, that's not, not how the universe is either. Yeah, exactly. It's like, for example, they found life in, a volcano, you know, which was the last place that anyone would ever want to and look. His name was Bat Squatch. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> that oh, would... They do live in the the volcano tunnels. Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch lives in the volcanic tunnels, like around in Washington State and stuff. So when the when the volcano starts kind of like making, you know, starts having movement and stuff, you, people start seeing these like flying beings that are really large flying out around the area and it's bat squatch you've never heard of bat squatch before ben i never have and now you know that's really cool sasquatch wasn't enough so bat squatch. <laughs> is that like i mean could that just be like another term for like mothman or something no it's this it's is totally uh different. well it, it, look hey with the information that we have from this you know, John has gone in and remote viewed this stuff, too. And he's been like, yeah, there are creatures that live in these volcanic tunnels and they fly out of there every once in a while. Oh I have some friends gosh. who've seen these creatures even in New York. Really? So, yeah. Xenu. That's where that's that's where it comes from. You know, Xenu is. No. Scientology. <laughs> oh, OK. In Scientology, the. uh Alien deity Xenu lives in the volcanoes and they uh, like at the end, anybody who's not saved gets like is going to be thrown into the volcano or Xenu is or whatever. There was a South Park episode based on it. 
<laughs> you know I was just funny? thinking the only information I know about Scientology I learned from South Park. <laughs> yeah. And Ben. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like this that that's what you pay the most money for in Scientology. It, the highest, highest point in Scientology is when you learn about Xenu and the volcano. And it's this alien. I, I mean, in some aspects, yeah, okay. Uh, the, there may be some like alien overlord that's looking on our planet, you know, but I doubt if his name is Xenu. <laughs> I like that we went from volcanoes to bat squatch all the way to Zeno, Zenu in like 3.5 minutes. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I can only do that on Rise TV. <laughs> right. So, okay, you know, I, I would like to hear your thoughts on this too, because a lot of people have been asking us, you know, why, why, why is there such an attack on food right now? Like, you know, especially with, with these gas stoves, it's like, oh, they're trying to eliminate the gas stoves. There's all these food factories that got burned down, um, you know, especially in 2022. There was like 70. There was actually, Lindsay, there's a list here that I have. Farms burned in 2022, and it is massive list. I don't know if it says the exact number, but you could go through every single one of these things. And there's at least 509, sorry, almost 519,000 animals were killed in these fires. I think there was more than that. I mean, there were a couple. But I think there was more than that too. One of these fires. Yeah. And this is just for 2022. There was also like what happened in 2023 too. Um, and 2021. So I started thinking about this and you know, the other day I was eating at Perkins with my family, actually, they wanted to go to Perkins, but, and what happened was I got two different butters. It was like one that was just like this yellow off color. And then one that came with the steak that was like white and, had chives in it and everything. And, and I realized that the yellow one was like the fake butter. And then the one they gave you with the steak was the real butter. And then I'm like, man, this stuff is like really bad for you. And I'm like, why, why are they saying that butter is bad, that you shouldn't eat eggs or steak or even salt? They're like, salt is not good for you. You know, blah, 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 blah. It can cause like high blood pressure and all these things. But then it's like they're what they're not saying is that, oh, don't eat processed foods. Those are actually the worst for you, right? Instead, it's all foods that can be independently grown or um, harvested mm -hmm. or, you know, farmed owned that, that don't need or giant. That have like a lot of nutritional value. Yes. Like, you know, avocado, coconut oil, butter. Um, salt is actually really good for you. Now you can, you definitely, if you have too much salt, that's not good. And there's like salt and everything, but especially like sea salt. <clears throat> and actually, believe it or not, I've been drinking water with a little bit of sea salt because I, I was doing some research and it was saying that your, your, your body absorbs water faster. If you have a, especially Himalayan sea salt in it. So I've been putting a little bit of Himalayan sea salt in my water now. And I've, I feel like I'm more hydrated. Like when I wake up in the morning, I, I, you know, well, I mean, that's the whole better. thing in the desert is if it's more important to have salt almost than it is to have water. Like you, you have to have salt. And if you're like getting super dehydrated, the salt will actually help you soak in the water. Yeah, it, it is true. And, um, and like the thing that they don't say is like, Oh, cut back on less sugar 
which causes diabetes. And then it's this whole cycle. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then I started thinking about this. So it's like, I, yeah, I really think that there's this massive, it's like, this is real. And, and it's like, why, what's the core of this? Right. And then it's like, well, selling like pharmaceutical and, you know, so, so big pharma and big wow. food. That's one part of it is the That's industry selling yeah. certain things. But then the other part of it obviously is, well, you know, what are things that can control human beings and keep us at bay or can essentially control our decision making? It all revolves around like essential things like food. So, you know, I mean, first of all, the nutrition in the United States is already just so whacked out and messed up. Like we've gotten just assailed with like fake stuff. There's microplastics and everything. We're eating processed like bizarre foods all the time. Even if you want to get whole foods, they make it so impossible to do. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to do unless you're growing your own food. And that is very much looked down on as well. Which is, but, you know, the change has been over the last hundred years is people were growing things in their backyards for a while. And now no one does that. Everyone goes to the grocery store and now you're at the whim of whatever the grocery store is offering or selling that day. And it's all been like doused in all mm -hmm. kinds of toxins. And then you're putting that in your body. And now we're having all of these sicknesses that people don't understand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's why people have started to wonder like, well, hey, if this is all happening, is it really just capitalism or is there some other agenda going on to negatively affect human beings? You know, and then you get wackos like like guys who their whole job was creating computers and computer software. And now those are the guys that are telling us what to eat and buying out all of the apples in the world and um, buying all the land and telling us that they are studying vaccines or whatever. You know, like it's just a weird right. world. It is. And then it's in, you know, in this whole, this whole thing about, oh, like, you know, don't eat, don't eat steaks or don't eat meat, you know, be a vegetarian. But then it's like, you look at where a lot of these seeds are coming from. It's all back to Monsanto. So, you know, even, even like some of the organic stuff is still like, or like orig the original source of it is like Monsanto. And so just kind of look at it as this big cycle of like big pharma and big food and, um, you know, like, I, I mean, I probably won't really give up eating meat unless like, you know, my body rejects it or something like that. Right. But, um, you know, someone in the chat was talking about Irish butter and that that's, that's like my favorite thing is Irish grass butter, fed right? butter. I Irish butter. Uh, I, Very I gold eat, butter is awesome. Yeah. I eat so much of that European butter in general, if it's grass fed is excellent. Yeah. And then like eggs and, um, and then it's like oils too, you know, like seed oil. Like everyone's like, Oh yeah, canola oil. Or it's like, it's like, Oh, it's just vegetable oil. But it's like, no, you don't understand the process of what this goes through. And like, you know, I wish the media would be like, Oh yeah. Hydrogenated oils. What blocks your arteries and is really bad for you. So it's like, we're not hearing these things. It's like, oh, well, salt is bad for you or butter is bad for you. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Hydrogenated oils is like the worst thing for you. And that's in so much processed food. So, you know, I, it's like, I wish these are the kind of things that the media would talk about. 
instead of like, oh, don't eat this, don't eat that. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. But I was, um, I was looking at something the other day that was pointing out that there's more olive oil on the planet than there are olive oil trees to make the amount of oil that we currently have. Really? So, yeah. So if that's the case, what are we drinking? A certain we... percentage, a large percentage of the olive oil that you're buying at the store is fake. And the only way to tell if the olive oil is real or not is if you put that olive oil in the fridge and the olive oil gets cloudy, that you know that it's real olive oil. If it doesn't, it's some other fake olive oil that they've tricked mm -hmm. you into buying. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. That's why I don't buy any kind of olive oil that's like generic or um, like Costco brand or anything else. Honestly, I I, I actually I, I I would rather spend extra money for something like olive oil, knowing that I'm getting like the legit stuff. So you I know, only buy it at Whole Foods. The other day, you know, to your point about this, like I decided to test what um, different eggs would look like. So I got some organic eggs and then I got uh, some range free range eggs because free range are supposed to be better because they're actually feeding off of the land with like a, a more natural diet. Dude. The color difference in these yolks was so intense and crazy. Mm -hmm. Like the free range eggs had orange, crazy orange yeah. yolks. And the organic eggs had this like yellow yolk. And then if you were to use the the like crazy super processed eggs, those would have almost like a whitish looking yolk. It's like the more organic and natural you get, the more orange and nutritious the egg is. And I was like, this is crazy. Like just looking at all that, you know? Right. It all depends on the diet and what they're eating too, you know? So yeah, it's really, it's nuts. It really is. So, you know, of course we have our big food agenda series over on rise TV too. It, it goes into the advertising aspects of this along with the, um, the, uh, sugar, the, the, just, and all these studies that are really kind of fake studies that um well i don't want to say fake but you know coca-cola sponsored study on sugar you know and it's like well coca-cola sponsored it how trustworthy can it really be so the cola wars so we go into all of that on rise tv so and uh speaking of which we're gonna head over to rise tv right now we do have like one more thing we want to cover about the weird ceremony at davos we'll get onto that at rise <laughs> and uh elon has grok the uh new ai twitter and what it said about klaus schwab should probably win an award so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Look, that i later. myself am looking forward to that yeah it's really funny it really is so we're going to show that on rise tv and of course we have our top 10 weirder news of the week and uh our uh dig deep live q a that we have too so see you guys over on rise ah youth a time of fun pranks and jokes a time of hopscotch, ice cream floats, soda pop, and double dates at the drive-in. It's a time for finding one's place in the world. But in these troubled times, the innocence of youth has been capitalized on and manipulated for profit. This is a sugar and marketing manipulation PSA from Edge of Wonder.
and it's one you've never heard before. Did you know that sugar was unhealthy? Yes. Did you know that companies like Coke and Pepsi fund health research? You aren't supposed to know that. Did you know that the history of sugar involves a deliberate agenda to hook children like a drug and use marketing, media, and subliminal messaging to purposely manipulate not just children, but even parents? There's a fine white powder lurking in your cupboard, and it isn't cocaine. Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the sickly sweet world of the sugar agenda that has infiltrated your home, your children's minds, and even the world's governments. This expose will reveal the truth being kept from you. But more importantly, you'll learn what to look out for so the manipulation can't continue. When disease strikes humanity, when corruption is on the rise, when darkness descends, how can we find the light? Noble governors, honorable caretakers, destructive dictators. Each time a plague hit, the state of the people seemed to determine their fate. What if this were a pattern nobody has ever looked at before? Are people's illnesses tied to their spirits? Does chaos in society reflect chaos in the cosmos? This goes deeper than any history books look at plagues has ever gone before. Plague Part 2 Divine Retribution 